Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today's show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2017, our mega conference coming this March. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Sue Zimmerman, and we're going to explore Instagram stories. What do they mean for business? What do they mean for marketers? How do I do them well? And much more. By the way, you can always email me at podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Before we get to Sue's interview, I'm excited to introduce episode seven of our ongoing audio documentary. In 2016, Eric Fisher and Kim Reynolds thought they were ready for anything that social media marketing world could throw at them. As community managers for the event, they received extensive training, kept up with industry news, but there was one big question heading into social media marketing world in 2016. How would attendees use live video and how should the social team respond? I'm Jay Akunzo, and today we go behind the scenes with the making of Social Media Marketing World, and specifically, a story that would make even the most veteran community manager flinch. It's no secret that marketers are great at marketing marketing knowledge to other marketers. Say that five times fast. Nowhere is this more evident than in the social media space, where keeping up with the news and the rate of change can feel almost impossible. The pace of change in social media and social media marketing is a daily basis. Like even just today, there were three changes or rollouts that were announced. And so we had to be on top of that. Not only does Eric need to keep up with the crazy pace of his industry, he and his team have to monitor more than 70,000 tweets during the conference. And then we've got Twitter at mentions, Twitter direct messages. We've got Facebook wall posts. We've got Facebook direct messages. We've got a Facebook event page for the event itself. This year, we've got the social media marketing world. Facebook Ever page. tried digging a hole in dry sand? Let's see what else. There's always, there's always a networking group, whether that's on. This has to feel pretty close. The work never ends and things never get easier. So when something looks like it could go wrong, it's easy to panic. Take, for example, Social Media Marketing World 2016. We were monitoring the hashtag, and I noticed that somebody had tweeted out that they were live on Periscope at the conference. And I thought, okay, cool, let me click in and see what this is. And then I see the video pop up, and it's them inside a session. But ticket holders have paid to have exclusivity to the content that we're providing live there at the conference, and we can't have that be shared out for free. We don't go into a movie theater, set up a camera, and think it's okay. So why is it okay to essentially do that, record and broadcast to the world, at any paid event? Really, it's not. And it turns out there are only about five, six rooms down from where we were sitting in our station monitoring the hashtag. And Kim Reynolds, who was part of the team, turns to me and says, ooh, can I go bust them? Yeah, because I was like, okay, I can handle this. I can, I can, I can take care of this situation. And then I 
about halfway down jog and I realized, well, yeah, you can't exactly go in and tackle the woman. You have to use a little bit of tact. So with that in mind, we just thought, okay, the best way to handle this really is to not call them out and embarrass them so much as to take their feelings into account as well as the rest of the room and just approach them human to human and just say quietly, hey, uh, we noticed you're streaming the content live and you really can't do that. We have to ask you to, you know, put your phone down. So I went into the room and just really just kind of like squatted down really low and walked over to the person, trying not to disturb anyone around me. Definitely try not to throw the speaker off of their game. It was a little awkward, but it turned out totally fine. And the lady was very nice about it. So it all worked out. I think in reality, people are honestly good. They just sometimes aren't cognizant of the, the bigger picture. And the social media marketing world team is taking steps to educate the community about this new and emerging technology. For example, last year at the event, during the opening keynote, Brian Fanzo, a live video expert, was invited to take the stage. We want you to kind of embrace the power of live video while you're here at Social Media Marketing World. Getting man on the street. So when you come out of a session later on today, why don't you gather some of the people that were sitting around you and say, hey, how can I, what did you guys think about this session? What did you guys talk about? Kind of giving someone that real access. Because remember, there are 3,000 marketers in this room, but there's, there's thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of marketers that would love to be in this room, would love to have access to your opinion. And I believe the power of live streaming is we are all, we have the ability to tell our story. And we all have a story to tell. Brian suggested ways to use live video appropriately at the event. For example, you could broadcast live from parties, interview speakers after their sessions, or debrief with your audience online about what you're learning at the event. Because remember, social video is about the conversation, not just the broadcast. And at this year's event, Eric and his team are planning to use live video themselves to enhance the community experience. We're going to tag team and go out and in you know pairs and talk to uh, speakers. We're going to talk to attendees. We're going to get some of the sights and sounds and the flavors, and we're going to throw that up all over on Instagram Stories, Facebook Live, uh, Periscope. Through planning, training, and focusing on the customer, they were able to turn what could have been a negative experience into a positive one. So it doesn't, it's, it's not as if we didn't freak out a little bit, but we decided to go ahead and work through the freak out prior to the, the incident actually happening. I think if there's one lesson that I can say, no matter the size of your team, is figure out how to get everybody's perspective on a problem and even brainstorm about possible problems so again you can anticipate them and come up with collaborative and creative ways to address those scenarios before they happen. At a time when our industry is constantly changing, it's never been more important to train and educate both yourself and your team. When you do so, everybody wins. Your marketing team, your company, and of course, your wonderful community. If you're struggling to keep up with the pace of change in social media marketing, or even the latest in live video, come to Social Media Marketing World 2017. Visit socialmediaworld17.com, that's socialmediaworld17.com, register and experience this exceptional community. And now for this week's interview with Sue Zimmerman. 
helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. This week, I'm super excited to be joined by Sue B. Zimmerman. If you don't know who Sue is, you need to know who she is. She's an Instagram marketing expert that helps businesses and marketers take their Instagram marketing to the next level. She authored the Instagram Strategy Guide ebook, and she is a regular speaker at Social Media Marketing World. She will be there in March of 2017, and she's all around super creative professional. Sue, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's so great to be here again, Mike. Today, Sue and I are going to dig into Instagram Stories, the short form video blogging feature from Instagram. And Sue, my first question is, how did you get into stories? Because I'm guessing Snapchat might have had something to do with this, right? Snapchat definitely had something to do with it because I was all over Snapchat for a long time. But Mike, I don't know if you know this about me. I was a scrapbooker back in the day, um, teaching people how to scrapbook. And there is a big creative component component Mm. to Instagram stories that kind of lends people who have that creative juice in addition to photos really excel, you know, in, in basically sharing a story differently than posting a photo on Instagram. Now, I know you're an Instagram expert and um, you are all over Snapchat because of its creativity. Do you, have you have you kind of fully moved over to Instagram stories now that you've been doing it or are you still doing Snapchat as well? I have moved over, I would say 95%. The times that I'm using Snapchat is when I'm traveling and taking people with me and throughout the day, which is something you just, I don't think you should be doing through your stories. You're going to lose people, but on Snapchat, people tolerate that more. Gotcha. All right. So um, when did Instagram stories roll out? Do you remember? In August, I don't know the exact date, but as soon as it rolled out, I was all over it. <laughs> okay, so just a couple of months from the recording of this podcast, and um, what what do you think? What's the big deal when it comes to market for marketers? What do you want to say to marketers about Instagram Stories? Why should we consider using it? Yeah, so there's a couple things I want to say, but I want to preface it with you know this is not about duplicating the same things that you're sharing on other platforms. But it's more about providing different or additional content that's exclusive to Instagram. So you basically want to give people a reason to want to watch your whole story by keeping a common thread from the start to the finish. So instead of showing just random clips here and there, you're actually making one consistent story to help with that retention. Now, hold on a second. Before you get into like how we should create stories, I want to know the why. What's the reason behind using stories over just Instagram? Absolutely. So I think that there's three main reasons. One is that you can get more eyeballs on your actual feed, the content that stays there forever. Um, And you can link, um, you know, if, if you have the creative and consistent, um, thing going on in your story, you can, you, that aligns with your business. You can get more eyeballs to that content that lives on Instagram because stories go away in 24 hours. It also give, it can give your followers a quick and easy way to con- consume your actual content that's entertaining and engaging. And now Mike, especially with the new algorithm, it's more important than ever to get your engagement on your Instagram post so that you show up um, on the top of people's newsfeed and Instagram stories can help you do that. Um, Let's talk about the creative variance between what you would normally post on Instagram and what goes into a story because I think so many marketers are used to producing highly produced visuals 
for their Instagram feed or very highly produced but yet short videos and they might be scared to do this 15 second you know video clip on an Instagram story does, does it need to be as highly produced Absolutely not. And the clips are 10 seconds, just like in Snapchat. So um, you can string them together over time. And I've seen a lot of different creative ways that a variety of businesses are using it. Um, and every time I, I see it, Mike, I take a screenshot of it because I think, you know, teaching these ideas will help your listeners. So for example, this account, Jenny Satchel, who's in San Diego, actually, or Santa Barbara, she owns a gym. And she used Instagram to basically let people know that she was starting her new sessions, um, completely different than the way that she would post on Instagram. It was more kind of like a banner, uh, like an ad, uh, and then showing people what they would actually be taking for classes for that session. So I thought that was super creative as, a, as someone that teaches uh, exercise classes. I've also seen um, companies with products that actually show this time of year, especially the end of year sale. Um, a specific shoe company that did a great job at this is M-Gemini, M-J-E-M-I. Um, just getting people to the Instagram feed by announcing a sale that's not being done in the feed because a lot of Instagram, the more successful accounts on Instagram don't necessarily use text on their photos, they use it in the description. It's more bringing people emotionally in to the experience of the product or the service without having a lot of text on it. So in the story, the text is something that can absolutely add more value. And people that don't have the volume turned up in the story can read the text on the video or on the photo. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you finding that people that are watch that are on Instagram are actually consuming more of the stories and less of what's in the Instagram feed? Um, just out of curiosity, or have you found like, for example, more people are watching your stories than are actually interacting uh, with your normal Instagram updates? Okay, I love this question. I've noticed a couple of different things since stories has been released and since the algorithm has changed. So, I have been posting less frequently on Instagram and getting more engagement over a longer period of time. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that I have an active story going where I get eyeballs on the story. I give value in the story and people want more of whatever it is I shared. And then either they're discovering me and going to my feed and then commenting and liking photos after consuming the story. So I feel like the story can be, if you want it to be, a broadcast reel that drives traffic to your feed and can ultimately get you that engagement on Instagram if it's done correctly. That's what I'm noticing. Are you noticing most people are using the video component of the story or the still picture component okay. of the story? Yeah, so there's there's a complete uh, variety going on. People that are not comfortable on camera are doing more creative text overlay with the writing tools and the stickers and the emojis that we can get into in a second. And people that do have a dynamic personality and use Instagram stories in a creative, entertaining way, and we can talk about some of those ways as well, 
I think are, are getting more uh, click-throughs, their whole story. I believe that when, when people feel like they're with you throughout your story, they want to keep going with you until you're done with your story. So video uh, is really where you can get more creative? Is that what I hear you saying? I absolutely think you can get creative really creative with your video. But if you're someone who's creative and understands how to use the writing tools and the emojis that match up to your business and your brand, you can get people tapping through those click clips as well, because those are four second clips, Mike, the, the still photos are four seconds. Instagram doesn't allow you to switch that like Snapchat does. Ah, uh, so they're and, shorter. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's a four second clip on the photo. It's a 10 second clip max on the video. So if people have the time and the patience to clip, to click through, they will. But often one of the things I've done recently is I actually wrote on my video, turn up the volume because, um, I've learned this from Gary Vaynerchuk a little bit because a lot of people don't, you have to turn the volume up to hear it. And if people aren't listening to what you're saying and you're not writing any text over it, like we were talking about earlier, they're going to miss all your content. But you can go back and forth. Can't you in the stories easily? Yes. In, in, you can, okay. Yes. You can tap to the left to go back to a story. You can tap to the right to go forward. And if you want to read everything that someone might have written on the story, you just hold your finger down and it stops the video or it stops the clip. And similar to Snapchat, you can see how many people have watched each clip and can you even see the list or is it just the yeah so this is what's this is what's different than snapchat so this is one of the reasons i love snapchat that you get to see who has viewed your clip you get to see the account that's viewed it and i say pay attention to the ones that view it to the very end and go in and connect with them and you can do this very easily and quickly through an instagram direct message right back to them so give me an example like of something you've done. Okay, so often people people that comment on my stories and reply to my stories, those are people who have consumed the content, appreciate it, and tell me why. Those are the people I pay attention to, and I always thank them in a creative way. Often, I send a video back, and they're like, wait, did she just spend the time sending a video back to me? And I do that because of the power of video, Mike. We all know the power of being real and authentic, and it makes... Instagram makes it really easy to do that. And I believe that the people that are responding to your Instagram stories, not just watching them, but actually commenting are the people who you can ultimately have an intimate conversation with. And they're the ones that re that you really should be paying attention to. Those are, those are your, you know, your, your super fans, your buzz agents, the people that talk about you, the ones that actually take the time to tell you what they love. Like and, I just, and that, you. that's all done. That's all done privately though. It's not like, the, it's not like a regular Instagram post where you can see a thread of comments, right? They're exactly. sending, they're sending you a exactly. private message, a private message that lives on forever. So the conversation with that you have with that individual is a thread that continues as you continue building that relationship. So let's get into some examples of companies that you think are using it well. Um, I'll sure. start. I'll start with what we're doing at Social Media Examiner. Um, the main thing that we do on our Instagram stories is we, uh, when there's breaking news, either myself or Eric Fisher, my head of social, will go on Instagram and we'll just record a bunch of small video clips talking about the news. And um, 
first it might be our face and then we might show the news up on TechCrunch or whatever and we'll show our computer screen and then we'll ask a question at the end. It, it seems like our audience really appreciates that because it's an unusual way that we've never used our Instagram account before. So that's how we're using it. How are others using it, Sue? Yeah, so I want to comment to that real quickly, and then I'll go into others. So I've watched Eric. He does a great job. Here's a suggestion I have, because yesterday when he showed breaking news about Facebook, I wanted to know where that news article came from, and I couldn't see on the computer what he was showing. Mm. If he at mentioned TechCrunch in the story as the source, I would have been able to click the link and know it was them. So uh, explain I would, to everybody what that means because they may not know what you yeah, mean by at absolutely. Mentions. So one, yeah, this is great. So one of the benefits of Instagram Stories is you can give real, authentic shout outs to the businesses and the brands that essentially can be a part of your story. I do this every time I craft a story. If I have a product in my hand or I'm at a location like I was today in Waltham, Massachusetts at Constant Contact, I will at mention them in my story. This gives you a hyperlink to their account. And it's right over the top of the video. It literally is just boom right there, right? I mean, you just literally type it in like you're typing in text, right? Yep. You, you at mention them. You put an at sign in front of the account name. It will pop up in Instagram. You you tap that and then people know who you're talking about. So if Eric had at mentioned TechCrunch, I would have known that that's where the article came from because I wanted to retweet that article, but I couldn't find it. Mm. So it's let me, a way- let me ask this question. When you t- start typing in, is it smart? Does it know? Yes. It auto fills it for you so you don't have to like- Yes. Know. Oh, cool. That's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. So that's, so that's ninja tip number one is to at mention accounts and you can at mention as many accounts as you want to. So if you have many different products or services or account, accounts, yeah. That- yeah. that you're talking about, mention them because that's giving a shout out and that's letting people know that you align with those businesses and brands. Also, Mike, now in Instagram, there are location tags. This is part of the stickers. This is new as of- Okay, now two- hang tight. Let's, we're going too far down a rabbit trail just yet because okay. I want to get back okay. to the examples. So okay. I know you're so full of ninja tricks that we could just talk 100% ninja yeah, tricks. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But give me a couple of businesses that sure. you think that people ought to watch because this well, is a creative you, medium. Give- Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you four different varieties of businesses. So one is North Face. It's a consumer product. It's a jacket. Uh, great brand. A lot of people, I'm sure, listening know about it. Um, they do a great job at showcasing how people are actually using their product on the go, like snowboarding, skiing, or a little toddler running, wearing the jacket. So you get a sense of the product in use. Okay. Cool. So North Face has done a great job with that at North Face on Instagram. This other account that I recently discovered, Juggling Josh, J-U-G-G-L-I-N, no G, Josh, he did something brilliant that I'm going to use at some point. He basically asked the audience in Instagram stories to tag their favorite video in his feed so he knew what to do more of. So so basically he's saying, okay, you guys, thanks so much for following me. Let me know which one of my videos you like the most so I know what to do. So they're basically voting for what he's creating and telling him to do more of that. You're specifically referring to a regular Instagram update now. So when you say tag it, what do you mean by that? Just so everybody understands. So so what I mean is like, he's basically telling his audience in an Instagram story to go look at his feed, go look at his content in his Instagram account and to tag, meaning uh, 
tag like by, a friend? by tag a friend or two or three. He's basically said tag two people, tag three people, um, and that's like getting more eyeballs on his content. It's brilliant. And oh, and I see. And it also is kind of a vote. Like I love this one. Yeah, it's a vote, and it's a way to get more followers, and it's a way to get more eyeballs on his content that lives on forever versus his stories. So I thought that was brilliant. And he has a huge following on Instagram. He's a juggler and he's very entertaining. Number two. A third account uh, is a photographer here in the Boston area at 617 Images. 617 is the area code, one of the area codes in the Boston area. And he basically does a great job in his Instagram story showing behind the scenes of his setup to capture the perfect photo. And everyone loves knowing how things are done because those pictures on Instagram that look perfect, (laughs) there's a lot of work behind it, right? So showing how to get that perfect photo, I think is a really clever way to use Instagram stories. And then finally, Mike, I love Chase Jarvis. He is the creator of Creative Live. I've had the pleasure of doing several um, different classes with him. What I love about Chase Jarvis is he's embraced Instagram. He wasn't on it like a year ago. He's on it now doing stories on a regular basis. And he does such a great job at personalizing and humanizing his stories while while he's always driving traffic to his YouTube video. Now, he's lucky. He's verified on Instagram. So he's one of the accounts that can actually take you to that direct link on YouTube. And you have to be verified to have that feature. But he does. Yeah, just to clarify, what you mean by that is if you're a verif- if you have the blue check mark on Instagram, on your stories, you can actually embed a hot link directly into the story. That's what you're saying, it's, correct? Exactly, exactly. And, and look, Chase everybody does. and their mother wants a verified account. I can't even get one for social media examiners. So, you know, it's not easy. So I wouldn't like bend over backwards to get it. I'm sure someday this will be a paid advertising feature. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm right there with you. I have 44,000 followers and I don't have it yet either. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're actually a Facebook verified media entity and all that. And it's just that they won't give it to us. So it's not you have to be truly famous to get it. And that's the challenge. OK, so um, one of the things that you're really cool at is, is actually the, 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 uh, the step by steps on how to create a story that's engaging. So why don't you share kind of the fundamentals? Because I think up to this point, we've given people examples. We've talked about the case mm-hmm. as to why you ought to consider using Instagram stories. But, um, so many people don't think like Sue Zimmerman thinks, and they're not wonder they're not sure how do I actually create a story? And I know you have kind of a cool little multi-step process that maybe you could walk us through. Yeah. So, so for those people that don't have the kind of visual brain that I have where I can literally create the story in my head and map it out, I recommend doing storyboarding, like where you write it down or you use post-it notes to craft a story, which is, like I said earlier, a beginning, middle and end and know what, what, what are you going to share? What value are you going to give? But let's talk about stories as a broadcasting channel for a second, and you heard me say this earlier, and I know, Mike, a lot of the speakers on stage at Social Media Marketing World say this, you need to think about how you're going to entertain, educate, and inspire in some way that gives value. Because if you're boring or if your content's boring in an Instagram stories, it's just not going to work for you. So here are ways, tactical ways to make it so that it is creative and it does require thinking a little bit outside the box, but it also requires thinking about your brand and what makes up your brand. So when I say this to you, 
uh, Instagram Stories has writing tools. There's three different tools, and it has 27 colors. But if you press on one of those colors and you hold it down, you basically can find your hex color of your brand color if it's if it's part of your the essence of you. And so for me, I only use three colors in my Instagram stories consistently. And here's why. Because I want people to know that it is my story and those colors, because they're bold and Instagram-esque, are, make sense for me. It's all part of my branding. And just and to I clarify, when Sue means colors, she means that she is drawing or using the text uh, colors to kind of augment or enhance the picture or the video that she's taking. That's what you mean by that, right? Yes. I mean either the color of the text or the color of the high of the tool of the highlighting tool. So I'm only using three colors and the only highlight color I use is the highlight pink. So like, you know, depending on what your colors are, this is just another way that you can consciously say, okay, I get it, Sue. These are my colors. They're orange and black. Okay. It makes sense for me to use those and not use pink and purple. <laughs> so it's just, so, so, colors, so pick a color palette and be consistent. Yes. That's step one, right? Yes. Step one is to pick a color palette. Step two is to think about what is your zone of genius. And when I say this, are you good on video or are you better at, at, at wordsmithing, uh, content and in writing it. Cause if you're not comfortable on video, that's okay. You can still do video without having you in it, but you need to, you need to just like decide what's going to work for you. What I've found to be true is that the more I shake up the variety of the way that I'm creating my stories, the more success I have, but it's always in the same spirit of teaching an Instagram ninja tip or tactic on the Instagram expert, which is my business Instagram account versus my personal account, Subi Zimmerman, which I treat more like Snapchat, okay? Mm -hmm. I wanna make that clear because Subi Zimmerman is much more personal versus business. So in our case, we almost exclusively break news. So we we know Perfect. we know what our content is. That Have your content strategy is what I hear you yes. saying. Okay. Have your content strategy and and consistently, you know, map it out and know what it's going to be. Um, I believe the more, it, it, more is not better. It's quality over quantity for sure. So don't just do it to do it. Do it with intention and do it with strategy. And often I say align it with whatever you're posting in your content on your feed to draw, draw more eyeballs to it. Because if you can consistently bring eyeballs to a post that brings it all together. That's pretty cool. That's, that's even more added value for you. Talk, talk, I know you said that a story has a beginning, a middle and an end, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more so people understand like how many, how many segments are you typically doing in a typical story for Sue Zimmerman? Okay. I, I think more than segments, it's under a minute long. Okay. So a minute's the max. That's six segments. There's 10, se like if you're doing all video, that's, that's Un six unless segments. there's something crazy that you got to show everyone. Right. So try to yeah, keep it short so is what I hear you saying. Yeah. And, but, but I've tried something recently where, um, which, which is really cool. Mike, see if you can follow me here where you basically have one photo and you're adding text to your photo on each clip to tell a message. So it kind of feels like a flip, a flippogram. you know, those books that flipped mm -hmm. like, so if you tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it, the message shows up, but the photo stays constant. 
And that's a really creative way to get a point across. With the still image in, in this particular case. Exactly. With the still image because it feels like you're just building on the point that you're trying to make. Do you find people tend to um, – I mean intuitively, do you believe people tap through the still images because there's no movement where they actually will watch the videos? Yeah, both – so so this building of text I know has been working really well for me because I'm looking at my metrics and people want to know exactly what you're trying to say. So they do tap through that. that. Um, I, I do find that people – come with me in videos as well. I've had success with both, but here's a couple things that I think will help people think a little bit deeper about the creativity, which is, and you and I talked about this when we were together in Boston, which is walking into a frame where you start your video on a really um, interesting subject or visual or tree or sky or something, and then you walk into it. Um, so the so angles, that's a little tricky. So you have to hold your hand like in a fixed position, then move your face into it, kind of is what exactly. I hear saying. Move your face into it, or move your face out of it. So, or start with the camera up high, and then bring it down to your face, or start with it down low and bring it up to your face. Are you selfie sticking it, or are you just gotten used to how to do it with your arm? I'm totally doing it with my arm, and I do have a selfie stick, but I, 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 I just have mastered this because I understand the power of creativity. It's like a little it's movie. It's like a pan effect, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, So, So walking into the photo or going high to low, like people love seeing a blue sky, and so often I'll hold my phone right up to the sky, and then I'll just come into it. I'll tilt it back to me. Um, these are just little ninja tips. On okay, top. I got to ask you, though. When you start a yeah. story for the day – you yes. know, where do we start? Do we tell people what they're about to discover? Do we tease it? Because like I'm thinking about YouTube strategy. I'm just wondering whether you just get right into it. I mean, what's your thoughts? Because obviously if you have only a minute, um, how do you start your typical story? Like, like Yeah. So I usually introduce myself or I say, hey, Instagram, um, here I am and here's what I'm going to talk about today. And so I let them know because you have to assume, at least I know. And I will skip over it if they're not interested, right? And I get 100 new followers a day, so I'm always talking to new people. So, hey, Instagram, today I'm going to talk to you about this or today I'm going to do that. And then I'll, I'll physically – I'll actually say tap. So I'm telling people you, – you literally need to tell people what to do verbally or tell people what to do with written text, I believe, on Instagram. But stories. doesn't it automatically start playing the next one so you don't have to tap? You don't have to tap, but if you want people, like people kind of find that entertaining to some degree. It's like, okay, tap. You're going to get the next thing, tap. Huh. I mean, this is just my little ninja tip. Like I'll say tap and they're like, okay, so you're telling me to tap, I'm tapping. So we shouldn't use up the whole duration if we don't need to, right? If we're done with our sentence, we may as well finish that little segment and move on to the next video, right? Exactly, exactly. You don't have to hold, yeah. So so small little burst of content works really well. You don't have to use the complete 10 seconds by any means. Do you find that um, at the end of the story, there's some specific action you recommend? Always, always. You should have an end goal. Is your end goal to get more eyeballs on your blog or to grow your email list or to get more subscribers on YouTube? Um, it's not just to be there just to do a story. I, I, I try to get eyeballs always on either my, my strategy guide or a blog post or I'll tag the thing that I'm trying to drive traffic to, meaning the other account. So you give them some sort of action to take at the yeah, end. Yeah, you okay. give them action without sounding bossy, with 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 making them feel like there's something special in it for them. 
Um, and you can actually, if you're someone selling a product, you can even uh, reward the people that, that have watched your whole story and send them a coupon code. If they've watched your whole clip, you could send them back and say, hey, thanks so much for watching my story. I appreciate it. Here's 10% off my next X. Cool. Now, um, uh, in the last month since we've recorded this, uh, there's been a bunch of cool Snapchat-like updates, stickers, um, frames, uh, all that kind of stuff. Why don't you talk a little bit about what these are, how cool they are, what you can do with them, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so I was getting into that a little bit earlier as Mike when Mike when I was going down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to go come back. So I love the stickers are amazing. Um, Instagram is so creative. They they rolled out stickers during the holiday season season into New Year's, and they, I'm sure they're going to change them up seasonally. What's really cool about these stickers, Mike, is when you use the sticker and actually put it on your story, and you hold it and you tap it. Uh, it turns into another sticker, a different sticker. If you don't like that one, it's so and you can, it you can the, rotate it and resize it and everything. Right? Yeah. So if it was the Christmas tree and you live in uh, Arizona, you could have had a cactus Christmas tree huh. or, you could, or you could have had a real Christmas tree or you could have had a white Christmas tree. If it was the coffee mug, you could have had it be background. Um, so they're, they're, they're turning the sticker into opportunities for each sticker. It's kind of like when you go to the craft store and you buy stickers, you get a whole pack and there's different things. And there's a bazillion of them too. And I, I've seen, I'm calling them frames. They're kind of like, um, they're kind of like special effects that can go around the edges. You know, like I remember seeing snow ones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you recommend we use these or do you think we should be careful about these? Cause they might come off as a little, not so maybe a little gimmicky from marketers perspective or what's your okay, thoughts? So if it- Okay, so if it makes sense for the content, like it's it's in context with the content, absolutely add a little bit more creativity so that you stand out. One of my favorite stickers, Mike, is the location. So like Snapchat, they have these geo filters, but on Instagram, they have a location um, where you literally can geotag where you are. And when you put your hand on that, it turns to a rainbow geotag. Here's the cool thing. You can click that, hold it, and then it takes you into the actual location in maps. So as a marketer, using your geotag, especially if you have a physical location, you can click into that on Instagram and you can see what content is showing up in the top nine of that geotag. Are you following me with that? Uh, kind of. Uh, are these tags visual things or are they just like uh like at tags but you're tagging a geolocation it's one of their sticker so so one of the sticker options is to have a location or is to have the time of day and just like the location can be valuable to marketers the time of day can be valuable too to let people know when you're doing things mike for for example For you, for example, for your show that you do every fr- on Fridays, right. like letting people know that you have a countdown to when you're going live through your Instagram story could be really cool. Like five time, five minutes till you go live. It's just the clock, the timer can be a digital timer or the actual clock. There's two options with that. So I don't think it's gimmicky if you use it in the context of the story. I think it makes you stand out and stand apart from everyone else who's doing what you're doing because that's your unique, you know, opportunity there. Are there any other little tips that you want to share when it comes to creating stories? I know yes. uh, that there's some cool stuff that we haven't mentioned yet. Go ahead. Yeah, so let me, I have like, I have, I'm going to talk fast. I have eight ninja tips here. So you can use 
hyperlapse, which is one of Instagram's videos where you can speed up something that you're teaching or doing and save it to your camera roll and upload it to your Instagram story. So just like you can use Boomerang within the Instagram story, you can use hyperlapse, which is one of Instagram's uh, tools as well. Yeah, explain Boomerang real quick. So Boomerang is a one-second GIF that's right within the Instagram app, so you can use it. You can toggle to it and create a GIF. Um, I love using it. And it just repeats forever kind of thing? Yeah, and I love using it. This shakes up your story a little bit, and it's really fun. I've used it to point my finger to something I want you to look at and take my finger away. Hmm. Um, You know, people use it holding up up a mug or taking off a hat or biting something. Mm -hmm. But it's just like a quick little second, and it's it's entertaining, definitely entertaining. Um, We talked about using angles and walking in another frame. Um, Boomerang, I just said, okay, so Flippergram is another cool app where you can create a video through photos and create a 10-second Flippogram from the Flippogram app and then upload that to your Instagram story. So say you're at a conference like Social Media Marketing World and you just met 10 amazing people and you don't want to upload 10 photos of all those people that you met on your Instagram feed, but you want to do something creative. You can create a Flippogram video and then you can upload it to your Instagram story. Or you could just upload it to Instagram generically, couldn't you? You could, and any any clip that you do in your story, Mike, can be shared in your Instagram feed if you want to share from stories to feed. Uh, the only thing to keep in mind, obviously, is the vertical video format, right? I mean, the vertical sure. picture format, right? So I would imagine Flippogram, could it allow us to crop in, and, and like if we took them in landscape? Do you understand yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Once you share it to Instagram, you can definitely uh, edit it within the Instagram app how you want it to look in your feed. And can you edit it inside the Flippogram app is what I'm curious about as well. I do not think you can edit the, the, the landscape gotcha. of the video, but you can edit it once you upload it to Instagram. Cool. Another thing that adds a lot of creative t- creativity to your, your Instagram stories is music, especially if that's kind of who you are and what you do or music plays a part in your branding. So you can have, just like you could in Snapchat, you can have music playing in the background and have that be part of the energy in your story. Is that coming off your phone or is that just something you're recording out of the room? as you're recording you can do it either way oh interesting okay cool yep and then space so spacing is another thing so if you're going to use text in your instagram stories and you space things or you um want things to look a certain way i would consistently have your spacing be a thing about your branding because people remember remember things from the way that you have spacing um i also teach this from Instagram in general, when you're doing your descriptions, that's the spacing that you use. What, do you, what then, do you mean? What do you mean by spacing? Like the line spacing. So now on Instagram stories, you can have different text sizes and different text spacing. You can start a new text and use a different color. It, when when Instagram stories started, it was only one size and one color that you could have all the text be. But now you can start a new line of text in a different color and you can use your fingers to pinch it to be a different size. I see. So each text is kind of its own little element is what I hear you saying, right? It can be an element and then you can have the spacing kind of just be a thing um, that you consistently do the same way. I think consistently showing up on point with your branding is important here in stories. Um, And then finally, emojis and symbols. So 
emojis, you can, you know, your, your emoji keyboard, you can use any emoji that you want on Instagram or symbols. And if that's all part of your branding and not gimmicky, but there's emojis that work for everybody's business to some degree. For example, if you have a certain link to a download or a webinar and you really want to get more eyeballs on it, pointing an arrow to it or a finger emoji is a subtle call to action. So using them strategically will definitely um, help. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sue and everyone who's listening, you can see that Sue has got, she's an idea <laughs> machine and you got a cool little ebook that you want to tell everybody where they can get and also tell them where they can discover more about you, Sue, and, and follow you on Instagram. Yeah. So we have an Instagram guide for everyone on here listening. Um, it's subizimmerman.com slash S. ME guide, social media examiner guide. We created this for you guys, this link for you. And you all can find me on Instagram. I love when I do these podcast interviews and you guys come over and say, Hey Sue, I heard about you from social media examiners podcast. So I challenge you just to leave me a comment on the Instagram expert or at Sue Zimmerman. Let me know that you heard me here and be, be sure to tag at SME examiner as well so that Eric can also get eyeballs on how many people are yep. learning from these interviews. And it's SM examiner. And then again, that URL to get your ebook, say it one more time. Sure. It is suebzimmerman.com slash SME guide. All lowercase? All lowercase. Yeah. Awesome. Sue B. Zimmerman, thank you so much for illuminating all of us on the power of Instagram stories. We didn't even touch on Instagram Live. That's going to have to be something for another day. I just really appreciate you bringing all your knowledge to us. And folks, go out there, create some stories, and check out Sue. Thank you so much again, Sue. Hey, you're welcome. That was a lot of fun. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview with Sue. If there was anything that we mentioned we take all the notes for you at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 236. New to the show? Hit the subscribe button. Don't ever miss a future episode. Last thing, social media marketing world. It's coming up and it's coming up really soon. If you can't attend physically, we do offer virtual tickets. Check it out, socialmediaworld17.com. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.